hear this story and you'll also be gaining knowledge when you listen to it on how to do these things. I realized that like my concern was really just what people were going to think of my decision and oh my god she's crazy what is she doing she's not you know she's supposed to be pursuing a career this is when she's supposed to be finding a job and I that doesn't appeal to me that never appealed to me. Play a major role in spreading the love and the joy and uh, reducing our imprint, you know, for for future generations and for all that we share this planet with. I was just embarrassed. I felt like I couldn't do it. Like I'd already failed. I had no idea what I was doing. What did I get myself into? What was I thinking? Our history of humanity really revolves around great people and that's that's all we know about and why is that it's because the insignificant people weren't important enough that somebody would take the time to document their life hello 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 everyone welcome to the unruly podcast i am so thrilled that you're here and today I'm just like bursting with excitement. There's just, there's, I don't know. There's actually not that many things going on, but there's a couple things that are very exciting and are giving me lots of life and I can't wait to share them with you. So first of all, a little bit on this podcast episode today. I actually recorded it yesterday. I'm so pumped that I'm like, let's get this out into the world. So this recording was done at For Them Sanctuary with Leslie Naylor. And this podcast episode was originally meant for and will be shown on the Sanctuary Tour podcast that I've taken over um, with along with the nonprofit from Kim Beller. So you can find the link to that podcast in these show notes. And I'm not going to do this often, but I wanted to do a little cross pollination, a little crossover, if that makes sense. If I can, if, I don't even know if that works to say that and give you a taste of what I'll be talking about on the Sanctuary Tour podcast on the Unruly podcast right here where you're listening. And obviously we talk about activism and social justice and veganism and travel on this podcast. So Sanctuary Tour is actually a really big compliment. So it's it's me and, you know, maybe my partner and, and friends visiting different sanctuaries across the U.S. and hopefully it'll be across the world when international travel is a thing again for me. And yeah, visiting these vegan sanctuaries, hearing their stories, hearing the stories of the animals who live there and taking you and painting this picture of this whole new place that maybe you've never been to before. So we're traveling and visiting these places. Uh, So I I do think it is a great fit for this podcast. So this podcast episode that we are about to show to you today can be found on the Sanctuary Tour podcast. And if you like what you heard, hop over to that podcast. Follow us on Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify and SoundCloud and wherever you listen, and just give us lots of love, because uh, while this podcast, you know, covers a lot of different topics, that one is a little bit more specific, and I'm so excited to support these sanctuaries, because they literally do life-saving work, and as some of you know from following me over the years, I have also lived and worked on a sanctuary, so this is something that is very close to my heart, like, some of the most important work that I can think of. I mean, there's so, I mean, there's so much, but just for the health of the planet and the animals themselves, and even for our health, this is like, wow, I'm, I feel so lucky to be documenting this because, you know, not that many people are like, this is a niche thing. This is a very small, um, pocket of the world. So I'm so excited to be sharing it and bringing some light to it. On another note, my travel guide is almost out, woo, woo, and alive in the world. Currently, maybe as you're listening to this, I don't know, it depends on how late you're, li- you're listening to this podcast episode, I am reviewing the final edits for my travel guide, and my publisher, who has been amazing, and I'll share more about them soon, is sending my book out to different printers to get me estimates and quotes to see who will be the best to go with. And I am totally going to avoid Amazon for so many reasons, and maybe we'll do a podcast episode covering that. 
And then after that, after I get the quotes back and choose which printer we're going to go with, the book will be printed, shipped to me, and available for you to buy or gift to someone else or get on a sliding scale or if you truly can't afford it, to give to you. So I'm so pumped about that. Thank you to everyone who has been just as thrilled about this as I am. It's been an interesting process. It's been kind of a long one uh, filled with so many of you helping me out. And I, yeah, I can't thank you enough. So with that being said, go in the show notes to learn more about all these things that I just talked about. And let's get into this episode. Sitting in a field with some amazing people. Actually a lot because all the animals are right beside us too. Um, so I'm looking at cows and pigs and sheep and some amazing humans. So today we're going to talk about the For Them Sanctuary and I'm going to introduce you to the person who started it all and we're going to hear the story and hear the story of a lot of the special animals here. So Leslie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I met you a while ago under interesting circumstances as a lot of vegan activists meet um and i've loved like following you over this time and watching everything and getting to know you so i want everyone else to be able to get to know you too cool so we're going to talk about some of your residents here today and we're going to go through their stories okay um can you just tell us how you even started a sanctuary like that might be a long story but how did this even happen how did this even start let me try to condense it best i can um, well, I was always the young girl that would find the hurt animals. Um, I'd always find the kittens and puppies, and I'd hide them in my closet. I'd get home from school. My mom <laughs> would have found them and got rid of them, and that was heartbreaking to me. So yeah. that started within me wanting to take care of somebody that needed me. And going vegan, I immediately started following other farm sanctuaries and Watkins Glen and and I was like, I, I think I want to do the sanctuary. And I was like, I remember talking to my mom. And I'm like, Mom, I think I want to do an animal sanctuary, but I have to have a board. And, like, I don't like anybody. And I remember my mom saying, I'll be on your board. And I was just like, oh, that's the sweetest thing ever. And I was, I initially started following them. And... My daughter went off to school and I was like, I think I'm going to leave Tennessee because I didn't have any friends here and I was just really discouraged. And shortly after, I saw a Facebook post that the Gentle Barn was going to open a location in Knoxville, Tennessee. Literally. And I was like, floored. Ding, ding, ding. Like, I looked up where it was going to be. It was like 15 minutes from my house. And I'm like, I just know that I need to meet this cow named Dudley. I don't know why. But I need to meet him. And I was there at grand opening. I had met a friend online, so I had my first vegan friend. She went with me, her son, and another friend came from Atlanta to go. We went to meet Dudley. I got my application that day, started volunteering. And it to sum it up as fast as I can. You don't I have heard, to. You can okay. take your time. People are like, what's going on? It's know, like it's so long. They want to hear. I know. But my first their thing there with the gentle bar and they laughed at me because I remember telling them I will come I will take care of the animals just never ask me to deal with the public I'm not, I I physically can't I had a 19 year old marriage that was not what I thought it was yeah. and I was devastated and I hated all people I'm not gonna lie I yeah. thought all people the person that I trusted the most was the most lowest form of a person and I felt like everybody was like that so I said, please don't ask me to deal with the public. I can't do that, but I want to learn everything else. And they're like, absolutely fine. So I was in a position where I was volunteering 30 hours a week. Wow. I wanted to learn everything. I was soaking it up. I was there with Dudley a lot, so I was walking Dudley. And it was soon after that the manager would come to me and be like, we don't have anybody to, you know, be with the public today. And will you hold Dudley for the public today? And, <laughs> and like my very first time doing it, like I had all this anxiety, like, how am I going to deal with this? But I have to do it because I do anything for them. And Dudley like bonked me into the pig house and like I dropped the 
the harness and I went flying into the pig house. I dusted myself off. I came out and <laughs> like week after week, I started to realize, wait, like there's so many good people in this world. They're coming here to see Dudley. I'm talking with these people. I'm He's healing me at the same time yeah. and I didn't realize it. And I'm becoming, I'm dropping all of those reservations. I'm letting my wall down and I am, I'm loving it. You and know, opening back up I'm to... opening back up. So I'm like, okay, I need to think this through. I don't want to be begging for money all the time. So let me start a restaurant that's going to fund the sanctuary. So that was the first thing I did. Spent two years, the whole time I was looking for the property Spent two years in the restaurant, loved that, meeting more people, talking, everything vegan. That was a wonderful day. Um, <laughs> eating all the vegan food, oh that was God. another wonderful oh, day. Oh, by the way, I ate at that restaurant when it was a thing. Actually, all of us here have. Yeah. And I was so impressed. Like, every time we came to Tennessee, so we're like, missed. Yes. how do we get over yes. there? Yeah. And then I found the property. And then things started going haywire at the restaurant. I lost my chef. COVID happened. People didn't want to work. My first week, our payroll was like $900. We only had like 200 in sales. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. Like this is taken away from the animals and I'm not going to do that. So I closed the restaurant. I had yeah. to and hold on to the money that we had left and make it work for the animals. So that's what I did. And in a long story, but I was really inspired by the gentle barn to keep going, you know, yeah. to do this. And I found out this is exactly what I want to do the rest of my life. I want to give back to animals yeah. in any shape, form that I can. And this is the perfect way to do it. Yeah. So. And that's how I got the name to tie that in. I'm sitting there that day like, why am I doing a sanctuary? And it's, it's for them. Yeah. Okay. It's for them. And that's literally how the name popped in my mind. And we lost Dudley. And I feel like mm -hmm. things that are still happening today or because of Dudley. So Aww. he's led a lot of cows here that we probably would have never found. I, I just feel like Dudley is still a part of this. His Can spirit you tell is us about him? Like, why did he end up at the Gentle Barn? And, uh, like, what was happening to him? Sure. So he was actually in Nashville. Gentle Barn was based in California, and I was following them in California. Yeah. Um, there was a neighbor lady that saw this calf hobbling around a pasture. Okay. She started talking to the farmer, hey, let me get him some help. He can't. And his foot was actually injured. It was wrapped up in baling twine, and it fell off. So he Whoa. was hobbling around on the equivalent of, like, walking around on your knee, open knee. And he was, um, so she finally convinced the farmer. So she started reaching out to sanctuaries, not finding any luck. Got the gentle barn, and they flew out met Dudley and knew immediately right then that yes that they were going to help him got him to UT actually opened up the Tennessee location because of Dudley so what? They were, yeah Whoa. so they were leasing a barn they luckily found a barn and property that they could lease and get right into and bring him home from the hospital and he had Whoa. multiple surgeries he had a prosthetic leg as he grew I, wa I watched him go through at least three prosthetic legs. So as he would grow, he'd have to get a new one. There'd be new rubbing, new things to get used to. He was It was surgery after surgery for him. And unfortunately, his last surgery, he didn't recover. He mm. got one of the um, side effects of anesthesia is blood clots. He had a blood clot in his stomach. Mm. They opened him up and he bled out on the table. Now, the things I got to witness week to week while he was healing me, I've got so many stories like, okay, the, the two most that stand out. One, we were out in pasture. Here comes this lady on a cane. And I thought, oh, dear God, like, what's going to happen here? Because you know that animals are unpredictable. And Pasture's she uneven. Barely, yeah. And... Like, she could barely walk. But she got out there, and she told me that she had just, well, she didn't tell me anything at that time. I'm sorry. I'm skipping ahead. She walked up to Dudley. He was standing. And at the time, if Dudley, Dudley would catch on really early, like, oh, these people are here to see me, and he would lay down. That way people could come up and hug him and interact yeah. with him. And, but if he was up, then we could kind of touch him. And So she came up, and he was standing up. He wasn't down, but he leaned in. I watched his body, and he leaned into her, and she pretty much dropped her cane and leaned into him and just starts crying. And she's just soaking all the energy from him. And, like, I got her cane and got her back straightened up. But she told me, she's like, I just found out my cancer's back. 
and like he was healing her like I know that and comforting her and it was like it gives me goosebumps to this day to think about it and then the other really strong one that happened he was in the stall like towards the end he couldn't go out in pasture because of the prosthetic he was rubbing and having problems with that so he was on a lot of stall rest and he was a lot stressed from that and um, a lady came in and her wife had the camera so he was down lady was hugging on him and the wife was taking pictures so as they were leaving I said do you want I'll take pictures of you you want to get it no no that's her thing I'm just here to take her picture I'm like okay as she walked out she ran her hand up his back I thought okay (laughs) I look up and we always had a line of people waiting to get in and see Dudley she was back in line she comes in by herself comes in by herself gets down and just starts crying and he and I have a picture of this I'll see if I can find it and send yeah. it to you but he leaned his head into her and she just hugged him and just cried for like five minutes on him so I don't know what it was I didn't ask her what it was but it was just he was so powerful his energy was just so healing so loving like people just see him just burst out crying people would go yeah. vegan just seeing his story they didn't have to meet him they would stop like they would yeah they would say i'm done eating meat because of dudley he was powerful and i'm so thankful that i i knew i had to meet him but i didn't know why yeah and i think that dudley caught on early what i had been through and he heard me say i didn't want to deal with the public so he said he's like i'm gonna get you in front of him she's gonna walk me today yeah i'm gonna make sure she gets out here but he renewed my hope in people. He really did. Wow. Because I was a very angry person. I, I didn't talk to people. I was yeah. like, don't talk to me. I have nothing to say. I'm going to work, and that's all I'm doing, you yeah. know. And he he showed me. It it's sounds a, like he's a powerful person. Like, I think we was, think of when we hear powerful person, like someone rich or like a bunch of influence. But, like, other animals are people, and it sounds like he was, like, I don't know, almost like, not a mystic but just like a healer and a yes you know if you were a human some people you go to and it's like oh they're curing me blah 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 right but it's i mean they do it in their own way too and yes. people can feel that it's I, not I always something you can put your finger on exactly whoa yes. i love that we're I gonna know. have to post some pictures of dudley yes i'll send you some of me yeah. yeah me and dudley i have many many pictures and memories with him it was a wonderful experience and i'm thankful for it so it's really why i did all of this wow i was going to leave tennessee i was going to florida and party with my sister the rest of my life (laughs) how different this is now you're partying with pigs uh, yes absolutely and and it's the best so did dudley start out on a dairy farm or no he was a meat okay so he was on a guy was raising him to sell him it auction okay yeah and like for people listening if you don't know a lot about those industries i mean they have how many animals they're not going to get vet care for one no it's like you're a prophet so if something's wrong with you you're slaughtered you're dumped in a dumpster you're you know what i mean it's not like a sanctuary where you're cared for no they they won't spend the money they won't do it they only spend to what they can get back and if they can't get back and i've heard that at ut hospital you know they're not going to do it they're right. just not going to do it so right. they're it's all about the dollar for them and it's not about the life and the person in there you know yeah. and it, it's just it's heartbreaking so i want to change that that's why and you I do are this. i mean you literally that's are why i do this i'm trying to show every day like, yeah. there's another way and i get to i have to interact with my neighbors all of my neighbors are dairy and Black Angus, and but yeah. I know that there's a handful of them that I could call today if I needed help, and they're going to be right here. Yeah. And yeah, I'm probably that crazy woman to them, but that's okay because I believe I'm showing them something different. Yeah. And I know I am. And so. don't you think that they, I like other farmers, don't you think, or do you think that they start because they really believe they love animals and this is the way they... I mean, some people, obviously it's just a business and that's what they fell into, but I feel like some farmers... Or claiming like I really do love animals. I love yeah. being with them. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you do they hear don't them know say that, but they don't how. And that's not how to love someone. No. So it's not love, but right. they like seeing or being around them, maybe. And I feel like some farmers don't. They have no idea that this is a, a thing. No, and in fact, you know, the ones that come out here and do work, like 
For instance, the guy that brought the hay bale the first time, and he, he brought it out, and Lucy's charging down, and he's, <laughs> you know, backing up, and she runs down to the hay bale and just puts her head all on and just, oh. Lucy's a cow, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> Lucy, our cow. And he was just like, and it, she's all, and he's trying to get the twine off, and she's rubbing all on him. He's like, my cows don't do this. And, you know, I hope that he thought about that. Yeah. And maybe next time when he went to kick his cow, or I'm not saying he did that, but whatever, hopefully he thought about that moment. Maybe yeah. he was a little more gentle. So yeah. I'd love to show them that you don't have to beat them. You don't have to, yeah. you know, mistreat them. Just love them and let them be who they are and that's what I do and that's important yeah because so. they have the opportunity here where yes. other farms there's no opportunity no. to go rub on exactly you can't I mean, choose to be down in that lower pasture if they want you in the barn you're in the barn yeah. and you can't choose where it makes you happy so right. you know and I'm glad to do that as long as they're not doing anything that's hurting themselves yeah. <laughs> it's fair game or right. fight. no fights are hurting no, yeah. everything else is fair game so yeah, no yeah, fights. Yeah, no fights for them. <laughs> Not allowed. So that actually was a good segue into what species do you have here? So we pretty much cover everything. So cows, as I told you earlier, are the whole reason I'm vegan. The mother cow, honestly, my vegan story 12 years ago, you know, I watched a video, meet your meat. I thought, okay, I'm going to, my youngest daughter then, she wanted to go. And I said, okay, I'm going to try to do this and... You know, but if I can't, then I'm going to buy my meat, and this will be free range, and, you know, buying into all grass that. Grass-fed. Yeah, grass-fed. I'm going to get it at Earth Fair. It's going to be good meat. But immediately starting, you know, it wasn't, it was more about my health. I had just survived cancer. I watched this video of cows going to slaughter with huge tumors, and mm-hmm. what? You know, no, I'm not going to participate in that anymore, so... In all honesty, I was a deep animal lover, but I wasn't thinking about the animals at first. But then Facebook, thank God Facebook. (laughs) I sat that day and I watched a video of a mama cow, and I'm not going to lie, I was 41, I don't know, 40-some years old. I didn't know that we impregnated them and took their babies and then got their milk. I knew it was a really bad situation for them, but I didn't know that. I wasn't taught that. I went and visited a dairy as a young girl. I remember the ice cream at the end. I don't remember yeah, the baby cows, right. you know. And well, the you're day not I learned to. it, I know. That's the point. Yes. And the day I learned that is the day I went vegan. And wow. it's the last day I said never again. So mother cow is the most symbolic, I guess is the word. But we also have pigs. We've got uh, pot bellies. We've got farm pigs. We got mixed. So we don't dis- uh, discriminate on that. Uh, we've got sheep. We've got goats. We've got many chickens. A lot um, of chickens. Cornish are my love. We've got regular backyard chickens, but we have over 100 Cornish chickens Ooh. at this time. So, um, yeah. A, a goose. Farm dog. Oh, yeah, a goose. Oh, gosh, I'm forgetting. Yeah. A donkey. Farm dogs that we've rescued since we've been here. Two great Pyrenees. We've got dogs and cats I was rescuing in Knoxville before I came out here. Mm-hmm. So I haven't rescued any more other than the farm dogs. But I had rescued them early vegan. And they're all 12, 13 years old. So they all were Holy seniors moly. and moved with me. Yep. I had a house in Knoxville. My sister was a foster fail in Jacksonville, Florida. And it's like, you got to get this cat. It's the cutest cat ever. Like, before I knew it, I had 12 animals in this house. Holy I'm like, moly. no more. Yeah. No more until I get the farm. So, Do you yeah. think that, because I feel like there's a lot of people who end up, they, they love animals, like air quote, and they start collect, not collecting, but they start rescuing cats and dogs. And before they know it, they have an apartment full of, 10 12 animals you know mm-hmm. because they want to help animals and they're not vegan so they are participating in animal cruelty what do you think the disconnect is for people like what do you think the it dog was and cat thing like why they can be so yeah. upset about somebody hurting a dog i just think we're conditioned at birth yeah. you know we do what our parents do and that slap the meatloaf on the table and until we get or and that's what makes yeah. me love this generation that have thought for themselves, like, why wasn't I that kid? Why didn't I make that connection back then? But then I look at kids like them and yeah. how they've made the connection on their own and literally went vegan in one day, you yeah. know? And it's like, 
that amazes me and inspires me that this world is changing. And I just did what mom and dad did. I yeah. didn't think any further. And I think that's what it is. And we're taught we eat these animals and we love these animals. Mm -hmm. And that's we learned that from our parents. Yeah. I think that's the main thing. I mean, that's all I can really come up with. Yeah. And today I feel like like our generation, we had the internet too. Yeah. At yeah. an early age and we were able to see yes. people living vegan or animals yeah. on right. sanctuaries, even if we never That's a good point. went yes. to one. So don't yes. be too hard on yourself. Right, because if I would have watched that mama video yeah. as a young girl, that would have been it. We that would have been it. Access yes. Information. That's a yeah. good point. I, I like that. I, I do think that's a big... Yes, Absolutely. I totally believe that you would have done it then, and I, I'm like fine no doubt. Did it now? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, and I'm so glad I'm here. Like, it took a whole shakeup of my life to really yes. find myself. Yeah, you know, I was doing the kids, doing the husband thing, and thought this is where my life is, and this is what I'm gonna do. And then, literally, in one second, that all came crashing down yeah and then it became about what I wanted to do you know yes. and yes. here I am and this is this it's, is so you it seems like it's I, just, you know like it's everything you've so. created it how you imagined it yeah pretty much I started this tattoo on my arm before I even thought I was oh even gonna have a say look at this like this was my bar and I say that's Sippa you know like yeah I was already like mapping it. it I was dreaming it and I couldn't find the property so it took me many years because I couldn't afford a big, nice property. So when I found this one, and I'm so glad I found Sweetwater because I love it out here. Yeah. But, um, you know, it just it clicked. It, it yeah. just all fell into place. I knew it was meant to be, and here we are. And Almost it feels three like years it, later. too. Like, yes. I don't know when you're here. Yes. I know. I mean, so people come to visit you sometimes, yes. and so they see the animals. And you told us all the different species that you have. Where do most of the animals come from? Is it people calling you? Yeah. Is it people dropping them off? Like, how do a lot of these animals? Thankfully, end up no here? drop offs. Yeah, even though that good. happens a lot, I don't want that to happen. Yeah, so, thankfully, off. not. Um, honestly, most of them have been either through another sanctuary or we've rescued some locals that needed that. Uh, goat that was almost dead a skeleton um from a local mm -hmm. um so there have been different cases some in you know craigslist ad for the three boys in the beginning come get these pigs put them in the freezer we don't care what you do with them so mm. that's how we got them so we've and then the disabled ones have been networked through other people or people looking for security for that disabled animal so like bb was a network of people that knew of the sanctuary and um cv was just people looking for somewhere i don't know how they found us but they just wanted better for him and wanted him safe so when they found us they wanted to send him on so okay. here we are and the blind babies get yeah. me so <laughs> i was gonna say i have a soft touch for the blind babies they're so helpless yeah. so i just want to show them it's okay you know yeah. and we're here so. well i'd love to hear your stories we could start with stevie if you wanted because Today was the first day I met Stevie. I know yeah. y'all have been with Stevie, but um, could you tell us about Stevie and Stevie's story? Just sure. so listeners can imagine and yeah. we'll post some pictures too. But. Absolutely. So Stevie was born to um, some people that had two sets of geese. So they had a pair of uh, African gray and a pair of American buff, and they would collect their eggs but they hid a couple eggs so mm -hmm. they had three babies hatch and one of these babies was completely blind they caught on qu quite early that things weren't right with them so they separated them um, started searching well they realized they had a predator problem so they do have some birds that get picked off by predators and realize if we put this blind bird out like he doesn't have a chance at yeah. survival like nobody's going to protect him um his mom and dad rejected him his siblings were picking on him um so they took great care to find a good home for him sent him fully sponsored wanted a specialist to look at which we did and we're taking wonderful care of him so uh and keeping him perfectly safe uh, yeah and i got yeah. to hold him yes today and he'll put his yeah, so he gets very scared. He was really bad when he first came. Of course, you feel somebody grabbing you and picking yeah. you up. You don't know. 
So my main thing is to talk to them, get them up in a safe, comfort spot, and just get them to calm down and realize who has him, why I'm holding him. And yeah. But he can get dramatic, and that's okay. He can. I don't blame him. I would be the same way. Yeah. Like, what's it feel like to have to give that much trust to... Uh. Someone you don't even know what they're going to do to you. It's someone you, you know? can't see. Yes. I mean, and you go you from can't one see. room to another. Yes. And he's a baby. He don't yes. know nothing about the world. No. Yeah. brand new. No. Yeah. So he needs a companion. But I discussed with you earlier, you know, we don't know if Stevie is a girl or boy. Yeah. The vet didn't know either. It's very hard to tell on these. He's one solid color. They don't have like a brown female and a, a, a really colored male like, you know, wild ducks do so there's no easy way to tell right now so until i know what stevie is girl boy if stevie's a boy we can go rescue one it doesn't matter but if stevie's a girl then i have to make sure that i don't get a boy because yeah. stevie could be raped and yeah that's not going to happen so no. i'm keeping stevie not safe here. so no absolutely <laughs> it's not, not happening here absolutely yeah. not it's different if they they can see and they want it to happen okay right. but yeah. no that is consensual. yes absolutely so consent yeah. on the sanctuaries too even with the animals right but they're so. all Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, everybody's fixed. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing for Except people Except the female cows. Yeah. If you, you know, sanctuaries are not like normal farms where you're like trying to get exactly. more animals here to, you know, no. sell or slaughter or whatever. Like sanctuaries, we don't want, no you know, babies. we don't want more babies. Right. There's enough in the world that yes, are Yes, that so. need rescued. Absolutely. Yes. So um it's too invasive for female cows so they are not but everybody else on this property even our female pigs it's yeah. better to spay them because of uterine cancer that can happen and all that so they're spayed yeah. as well so yeah but all boys snip before they even come so <laughs> yeah, <good. laughs> snip. you yeah. like that hand gesture right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone can see this right now <laughs> yeah absolutely but that's pretty much i mean they're they're in touch. I'm giving them updates on him. They're so thrilled and happy, and they just they wanted the best Aww. for him. So thankfully, they had That's a lot of sweet. compassion and care. So BB, who is a yeah. goat, it sounds like the people who, like, however he got to you are not keeping up with him. But could you tell us his story? Sure. Because just to, let me set this up for everyone listening. We came in, went in this beautiful barn, went in a stall. There's a sweet little goat. A chicken, clean hay, like hay sofa, a TV in the barn in the middle of a pasture, and VHS is playing, and the goat and chicken are watching the TV together with <laughs> a, a stuffed life. animal. <laughs> yeah, they're watching A Bug's Life out here in the country. And loving it. Yeah, so yes. I just had to set that up. So, <laughs> okay. all right. Now all right, <laughs> so BB, I was contacted by a rescue group in Kentucky, they had seen an ad where a couple had him. He was attacked by a dog, and mm. he went down. They did get medical care for him, and it was determined that he had broken vertebrae in his back to either continue on care at UT for him or to have him euthanized. And they reached out trying to find a sanctuary, so kudos to them for that. That's amazing. Thank you for doing that. When we found out about him... Those people helped transport. We met him. We got him straight to UT to have more MRIs done, more extensive uh, radiographs, and unfortunately found more broken vertebrae and broken ribs that we didn't know about. Mm -hmm. So BB went on 30 days of very extreme care of no movement. And to do that, he had to come in the house. There was no question about that. The doctor actually wanted him to go in a crate, but I didn't want to put him in a crate. So we got a pack and play. It was perfect. He had his TV. He was watching MTV every day. He was quite happy and satisfied and doing good. We did our 30 days. We got our wheels. I started bringing BB outside. So I, I skipped one part. We tried diapers. We were going to make BB a house goat. We were trying all the diapers on BB. He'd rip them off. Even when we got BB fixed, his bandage had to be sewn on because he would rip the bandage off. Oh the doctor said, like, he won't leave a bandage on. So we put some stitches to, to hold the bandage yeah. in place. So once I started bringing him outside, he got a taste of that and getting in his wheels and that freedom. Like a wheelchair. His wheelchair, yeah. Um, 
I would have to pick him up and carry him back in. And then that's when the tantrums would start. He's throwing his head back. He's not wanting to go back in. I would take him back in. He would started breaking out of his pack and play with his horns. And that was dangerous in its own right. So I'm outside more than I'm inside the house. I'm, I might be sleeping in there at night, but that's it. So I was laying in bed, and I thought, BB, BB, what's the solution for BB? And I thought, a big stall. Like, he ha we'll have plenty of room to move around. He wants to get out of the pack and play. He wants to go all over the house where there's all kinds of booby traps. Mm -hmm. The stall will be safe for him. Yeah. Um, let's try this. Let's see how it goes. If it doesn't work, fine. I'll bring him back in the house. So, of course, any transition is not going to be easy at first. So... He would, there was a lot of crying. He would hear me out working, and so he would cry a little bit. So I thought, oh, we got a chicken that runs around. Let me put her in here with him. Let me give, so we had stuffed animals, and he had, that wasn't the same. So got her, put her in, and he quieted down. thought, hmm, this might work. And she was content. You know, she's getting fed and rumbling through the, the hay and all that. So um, one morning she kind of ran out, and I thought, well, let me let her get her freedom out. BB cut up. Like, he was Whoa. not having it. He wanted his chicken back right now. <laughs> Get my chicken back. So, we got the chicken back, and I mentioned to one of our volunteers that BB, I felt like BB was missing his TV. He had TV in the house, left on 24 hours a day for him. He'd watch MTV. He loved it. I felt like he really missed this out here, so why not get, I did have Wi-Fi, so that was out of the question. I don't have satellite out here. So I mentioned to a volunteer that I wanted to get a TV that played um, VHS or DVD. So I've got one. So yes. she came and she set it up yesterday for us while we did the yard sale and got the movies rolling. I literally, I went in and peeked at him earlier. He was laying there in front of the TV, his stuffed animal beside him, watching his Pocahontas, I think you yeah, put on for him. Yeah. So With I the think chicken that, on the other side. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think it's a good move for him. It's closer to where he, when the weather's not 90 and humid and horrible, mm -hmm. he will be running around the pig lot um, in his wheels. So we're closer to that. It just made sense. So yeah. I think it's the right move. And yeah. I think he's now he's got his TV. So yeah. I think he's content. So. He seems so, I mean, very yes. content. I just try to open my mind and listen to them. What do they want? What is yeah. the best for them? And I heard him. Yeah. And I believe that this is what he wants so yeah i mean that's the thing too I, I always get bothered when people say like we're a voice for the voiceless or something I'm like they have voices they have voices you just, just have to yes, stop yes yes and you obviously i've stopped know. i've stopped saying that because they do have voices and yeah. i did say that in the beginning too but i agree they have voices yeah. we just need to hear them yeah yeah and you heard baby i heard him tv and his yep. chicken yeah his chicken so he got and it people to come hang out with him <laughs> yep. i mean yes yeah. Yeah, and that, we would love that. Any volunteers? That could be a volunteer position. Just come sit with BB and watch videos all day. Like, yes. It would be great. Well, that's, uh, BB, you're just, yes. TV. You're killing this interview because you're doing my <laughs> questions before I even get I'm there. I'm sorry. No, I love it. It's good. It's so natural. Like, <laughs> I love woo, it. Woo, just flowing. Yes. Um, so what is it that volunteers can do if they're near Sweetwater, Tennessee, if they want to make a trip? Is it best for you to have volunteers that come all the time? Can people stop in? What's your policy? What? All right. Right now we're asking, reach out. Let's do a weekend visit. Um, I'm keeping myself. I've had to go back to work a little bit. One of the things I think I skipped is we had to close the restaurant. So I lost that funding and that security. And it was heartbreaking to do, but I had to do it. So, um I'm having to go back to work. I'm having to rethink things because every donation to this sanctuary is 100% to the sanctuary. We don't have an employee. It's 100% volunteer run, including myself. And I'm having to go back. So right now, now I will have, I need morning feeders, night feeders for every day of the week. But right now I'm asking, let's schedule the weekend. Let's meet. Let's talk about what my needs are. You know, it's either early morning or late evening. So is mm -hmm. that going to work for somebody? And we'll go from there. But if not, weekends, we'll hang out on the weekends. We clean all weekend yeah. long. Um, what they can do, 
we have people that come and just do the chickens. I l- would love to have more people like do feed that. Chickens feed chickens. Feed chickens. Jessica comes Saturday mornings. All she does is do the chicken houses and feed the chickens. Takes her about an hour and a half, two hours in the morning. Boom, she's gone. Yeah. That's what she does every Saturday morning. So we're so thankful for that because that gives me time to come in here on the inside pasture and do all the jobs that I need to do inside. Yeah. So it's huge. So I would love to have be great if I had somebody every morning you know that would be amazing but that's 7 30 8 o'clock so that's a lot to ask but um that's available weekend cleaning the pastures available um nighttime feeding is available so just reach out we'll 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 meet on the weekends and then we'll talk from there what we have see how it goes yeah and if people wanted to stop by and do a tour like say they're passing through here or whatever and it's always great to leave a donation with your you know, when you're visiting a sanctuary and you're just passing through. Right. Do you do that? Do you give people I really tours? don't. Um, not right now. We are actually getting started on that. Um, okay. But we are trying to get a separate, we need a separate visitor insurance. So we're going through a vegan insurance company and getting uh, a policy written for that. Once we get that in place, we're going to open for tours. Sweet. Yes. Sweet. We've got to generate an income. If I can generate enough income to feed these babies, like our barn is built, our fences are great, we're good. Like you're We set do up. our own hay. Yeah. You know, the, the cows have plenty of grass to graze and eat. I don't have to buy hay. So we're okay. Like yeah. if I just get enough to feed, and that bill is running fifteen, about 1500 a month. If I can raise that, I'm good. Now, that doesn't include medical, so and that's, that's a whole other thing. thing, but we have a cushion that we want to keep there. So yeah. my goal right now is just to raise enough money to feed the babies and keep the lights on and the, the water flowing for yeah. them. So that hose runs about four hours a day. Just, But we have chickens that went without water for a week and a half. They have kidney problems. They have gout. They have fr- they need fresh water 24 hours a day, yeah. and they'll have it. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a lot. Like, I think if people haven't been to a sanctuary, they don't realize you have special needs animals. Yes. And, I mean, just animals in general. That's why, yes. like, animal farming is so unsustainable for, mm-hmm. like, food, you know, eating right. animals. It's because it takes so many resources. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This, this sanctuary has way less animals than a CAFO would, mm-hmm. you know, a big factory farm and... Yeah. Just imagine how much each yes. animal here eats and how much water and mm-hmm. I know, which they is. I'm sure they won't don't get that quality but yeah, definitely not. Yeah. But these wow. babies will. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if people want to follow you and if they want to donate to you, what are the mm-hmm. best ways All right. places for them to do that? Sure. So we have Facebook. We ask please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, san- uh, for them sanctuary. And it's a number four. Yep, for number them. four. Yep. Good point. Thank you. And um our donate right now, we need some help on our website, so that's not a good place to go. I've got to get, that will lead you back to Facebook. There is a donate button on the Facebook page that will give you an option to do a one-time donation or monthly. So mm. if you want to sponsor, if you'll find our page, you'll see we're doing spotlights on all of our animals and the needs they have and the chance to sponsor that animal. And then you get a private text from me that updates you on that animal at least once a month. So I'll send you a picture and be like, so-and-so's doing, doing great. great. Yeah. Yes. And I, it's just a little extra time. It, it's not, you know, you we're not a big organization. We don't have a million volunteers. It's just me out here most days. And it's a lot of work. But I do that for Stevie, who is sponsored now. Biscuit is fully sponsored. Biscuit is a um, pig. No, Biscuit's a cow. Biscuit's a cow. Yep. Um, she came fully sponsored from Nashville. Her parents love her very, very much, and they needed, they wanted her to have a herd, and she has Aww. a herd, and they take good care of her and the other babies here too. So yes. we're thankful. But I just send them a, a little message once a month and update okay. them, and yep. So, and then um, what? Where else? So that's about it right now. Oh, yeah. Venmo. We're on Venmo. That's a, a great option for us there's no fees there i don't like paypal they there's so many fees but mm-hmm. we'll, of course we'll take it but i mean if that's the yeah, only thing that like, we can do yeah 100 percent doesn't come in that situation but um we're on paypal it's leslie at for them sanctuary.org and you probably will put these yeah links. i'll put all these show notes yeah so and then venmo is just sanctuary dash for them 
So okay. um, any of those avenues, obviously a check works great too. So yes. yeah, you can mail to us to our address and so any of those options. Yes, and we'll put contact information for people and then all those links that yes. you just said. So anyone listening, you can look in the show notes. You can check out um, the month that this airs, which will be in a couple months. We'll You'll be on the Instagram all that month. Nice. So, we'll, you know, whatever you're fundraising for, or all of these things will be posted. So, That's so people great. will not have a hard time finding awesome. things Thank if you. they need them. That's huge. We love that. You know, it just, everything, our volunteers, I've got great Kaysen and Wesley sitting here. I broke my ankle. Like, everything that could I've never done in 50 years of my life. Yeah. I broke my ankle out here. I had staples in my head. Oh, yeah, I forgot they, about that. Yeah, they came here every night and helped me put the babies to bed, and I'm, like, it's amazing. So yes. I'm thankful for the help, and we do it all for these babies, like everything for them, for them everything we do. And How could you not? Yeah. How could you not? Yep. Yeah. I it's hope amazing. that more people listening get to come and meet animals who are on sanctuaries and yes. like meet them, meet like individuals. Them. Absolutely. Well, keep a lookout for that those tours to start one day. Yeah, yes. the tours. Yes, as soon as that insurance, I'm going to call him tomorrow, Monday. Okay, he said they're running behind on underwriting stuff, but that will cover this side. Like I have homeowners on that side, mm -hmm. but it doesn't cover. Nobody wants to deal with the sanctuary. Yeah. So I needed a separate insurance here. So mm -hmm. we'll get that in place ASAP. Yes. Get y'all out here. Y'all listening. Yes. And we're trying to get the age things. limit dropped on that as well. Right now it's like about 14, but we're hoping that we can bring like 12 and up out here. So That would be that would be awesome. Yeah. And that's a great age to reach, you know, yes. so we would love yeah. that. So. Yeah. Is there any other animal stories that you would like to tell us or Let's anything see. in general you want to add to people listening? Hmm. Anything you can think of? I mean, we have, I love, come visit us. I will tell you every story out here. Yeah, like, there's so many. Every I mean, story is just amazing how everybody came here and now lives here. And, you know, mornings, the cows are up here eating and the pigs are eating and the sheep yeah. are eating. And I just stand back and mm -hmm. everybody's content. Everybody's yeah. happy. And that just makes me happy. And they're you know? safe. They're safe. Yeah. Yeah. They're here. Nothing's going to happen to them, you know, and I love it. So. It's a very magical place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even just sitting in this field right now, I mean, I the sky was beautiful with the cows. I mean, you can mm -hmm. see the cows in front of us, the ones on the sanctuary. We know they're safe. Yes. And the cows around us, I'm like, if you were just in one fence I over. I know. I it's know. so hard. And that was one of the hard things, deciding to buy this property. And, like, my first set of the dairy cows... There was one girl come to the fence, you know, I'd love on her and give her cookies and, you know, and then the day I came home and I realized they had shipped those cows to the dairy, like I was devastated. I cried the whole day and I'm yeah. like, I can't do this. Like, I just can't, I can't, I can't connect like that with them. You know, now, yeah. you know, I talk to them, but like, I just have to put that little disconnect because yeah. I know I'm going to look out there and they're going to be gone yeah. and I can't stop that. Mm -hmm. I can try to change it with how I live, but I can't stop and I can't make it better for right. them right now. But we just have to hope that this world is going to get there. I, I believe it will. Yeah. I, I believe it'd be gone now. Day someone's listening to this podcast, like way in the future, and they're just like, "What were people even doing to like?" Yes, it, like it's so outrageous that we even had to have a conversation about exactly. like what people like. I hope that someone's listening. You know, I yes. just want to be alive to see it. If yeah. I couldn't be alive to see the dairy and just, all of it, oh, honestly, yes. but to oh. see it crash. Then I know I can probably. go. Like, okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, that's all I needed to yeah, happen. That's what I need to see. So, but I believe it, I believe it'd be gone now if the government would stop giving yes. us money. Yeah. Yes. I know that's it would be gone. Absolutely. We're speaking. I mean, even non-vegans aren't buying milk anymore. Right. So nobody wants it. it. The word is getting out there how cruel it is. Yes. And it's thank you for all the activists, you know, and I pride myself on being an activist. I started, and I protest. You are. Oh, you're I protested many a people, and <laughs> I, you know, I've taken a different form, and I can't really do all the things I want used to do. But I'm still an activist. Uh, you're heart, an activist and, every day. Yeah. yeah. Rescue and pro I mean, yes. For people listening, let me tell you. I mean, it's. I, I think it is hard to work or own a sanctuary, 
and do like street activism right. or go in and rescue animals or whatever. Right. All this list of a mm-hmm. activism people do, but you really do a lot. I mean, yeah. you do a lot of it because yeah. you're so like, mm, yeah. we're going to oh, get right. it, you know? <laughs> and yeah. I love that about you. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, yes. Well, that's what I love about you. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what yes. we all love about yes, you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> just a bunch of activists trying to figure out how to take them down. Yes, <laughs> take them yeah. down. So That's we it. do things like this podcast where we hope it reaches yes. non-vegans too. And yes, and non-vegans, like, come visit. Like, yes. you're welcome here. You're welcome. And I want to show you these animals in these stories. Just don't bring your products on the property. Yes. But you are welcome. <laughs> Let me show you something different and open your mind up and educate yourself. That's what yeah. I can. I had to educate myself. Yeah. And the day I learned is the day I went vegan. Yes. So realize what you're putting in your body you know and just if you i don't care health environment for the animals i don't care what gets you there just get there there. just get there there's just no excuses anymore there's none yeah the the excuses are gone yeah they're gone so do it do it come see us does anyone want to say do it do it do it do it yes all right everyone thank you for listening and if you take one message out of this do it do it (laughs) all right everyone make the world a better place by leaving things better than i found it you know whether it be people or the planet or you know all kinds of things isn't there a quote that says feel fear and do it anyways yeah 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 so i think for us insignificance We have to do it ourselves. A lot of people are doing things in their life that they're not completely happy with. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it just because, you know, it's a norm and they feel like they feel pressured by society. Or they're just, you know, stuck in this rut. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ruts can be comfortable for people. They can be very comfortable. Comfort is not how you how you grow as a person.